This is a Vision Australia radio podcast. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome the program Ron Hooten, of course, who's the CEO for Vision Australia. Ron, great to catch up. Always good to have you on the program. Thanks very much, Peter. Delighted to be here. Now, Ron, uh, Carol's by candlelight. It's such a big event and, um, well, we're uh, less than a month away now. Oh, it's very, very exciting. It'll be the first year for a couple of years, of course, that we haven't had uh, COVID interruptions, to use that terrible, terrible word. Yeah. Uh, but we're expecting a big crowd and a great lineup of uh, of, of uh, performers on the night. Ron, how big an event is it? Uh, I mean, in terms of uh, what it does for Vision Australia, both profile wise and I guess fundraising wise. Oh, it, it's a tremendously important night for us, Peter. Uh, it, it puts Vision Australia in the on the televisions of more than two million people across Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get a, a crowd of up to ten thousand people on um, on main night, and about five to seven thousand people on rehearsal night. It really is our big opportunity to, to to make our name in the in the Australian community. From a fundraising point of view, it's very very important. Uh, we raise funds for children who are blind to have low vision, and that goes a very very long way to support them having really excellent services to support them in their lives. This week on Focal Point, Ron, I spoke to Francesca Spillane, who's a mother of five-year-old Raf, Raf, one of the ambassadors for this year's carols, and she gave such a wonderful insight into the services that they access through Vision Australia. Rafi was diagnosed about the age of four or five months, and he's going to school next year. So Vision Australia have been with him, well, I've been with the family indeed for, for all this time in all sorts of areas as far as uh, making their lives uh, you know, more inclusive and preparing RAF for, uh, for a life ahead. Oh, look, I, I, I met RAF the other day at one of our events at Keong. He's a fabulous fellow. And, um, you know, our team, our team works with the family. Uh, it works with RAF individually. It also works with the teachers and the preschools mm. to make sure that he has a great entry into school. So the team will have already been to his, his uh, preschool, his kinder, and they'll be starting to talk to his school about how they can make that environment safe for, for RAF and how he can be part of the school community. Our team do a great job. It's, it's um, everything from orientation and mobility to, to the occupational therapy work we do. We help with speech. But the early childhood educators just do an amazing job just creating that foundation for education. Ron, not just in your work now with the Vision Australia, but in your previous lives, if you like. I mean, the term... Early intervention, I mean, it is just so, so important, isn't it? Oh, absolutely it is. Uh, we've got to make sure that every child who's blind or has low vision gets access to services as early as possible. One of the things we've been working on is, is Life Ready recently, a, a, a program we've got that focuses a lot on what we can do with children who are very young to make it uh, more likely that they'll get a job when they, when they leave school and university. Mm-hmm. And that can start as young as two or three years of age with little chores around the house, just the same thing you would do with a sighted kid, you do with a child who is blind or low vision. It's very, very important. Yes, no uh, using the excuse of I can't see to be able to get out of any uh, menial task that might be uh, put before you. And I mean, I guess it's kind of, I call it sort of subliminal advocacy because people are kind of learning about the fact that, oh, Raph might have a vision impairment. He can do all this sort of stuff anyway. So that kind of message about uh, the positivity, if you like, of uh, being able to do stuff despite the fact that you've got a vision impairment sort of permeates through the, the entire community. Oh, look, I, 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 I don't know whether it's politically correct or not, but, but I often say that, that kids who are blind or have low vision are like every other kid. They've got enormous potential, uh, huge energy, 
great brains on them, in them. They've, they've got a big sponge looking for information to, to learn about the world. The only thing that's different is their eyes don't work quite as well, and technology can just do such an amazing job to bridge that gap, whether it's magnification or, or, or JAWS like you would use, Peter. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, technology is that most important thing that's going to make their lives fantastic, I think, over the next two to three decades. We were having a quick catch-up before coming to air, Ron, and we were talking about uh, the opportunities that technology offer. I mean, it is just so uh, vast and so expansive, and it's it's tremendous when organisations get on board to try and, you know, make their technology more accessible, more inclusive. I mean, uh, you know, organisations like Google and Apple have, have, have come such a long way, in a sense, in a short period of time to to make themselves so inclusive and accessible? Oh, look, I think Apple particularly, mm. making making accessibility mainstream a part of every single one of their products has been, I think, probably the most significant change uh, in accessible technology for the blindness community uh, ever because it means that everything that's done on an Apple device is highly likely to be accessible. And, and that just makes an enormous difference. We better talk a bit more about Carol. So one of the great things has been the artists that get involved. And I spoke to uh, Damien Gidley a couple of weeks ago, who has been a volunteer at the Carols, uh, helping the artists kind of uh, settle in as far as uh, yep. being convivial goes. And um, you know, they they kind of enjoy the uh, the atmosphere and the whole presentation as well, which is which is great. I mean, it's by far it's by no means a uh, chore for them to be there. And, Often, um, always, they, they do it for nothing anyway. Oh, they, they, they do, and they're marvellous. So I've, I've gotten to know a lot of them over the years. And, uh, you, you know, David Campbell, the, the guy yeah. who, who hosts it, is a particular friend of mine. He's a lovely fellow, and every single year he lives behind his family, uh, including the twins and his wife on Christmas Eve, and he doesn't get home till about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. But Dennis Walter, I mean, Dennis is everybody's mate and, and, and everybody absolutely loves him. 39 years, I think, this year for Carol's, or it might be 38. He and I, we, we haven't quite worked out which it is because I don't think he knows, but he's back every every single year. And, and you know, David Hobson and Sylvie Palladino, these are all marvellous, marvellous people that come back every year. But we've also got, and I'm, I'm not going to give you a name, but we've got a wonderful performer this year um, from the blindness community. She has a voice of an angel, and she will be coming on midway through the show. And it's always great to see our, our blinded low vision talent just showing themselves off at carols because it can be a launch pad for so many other things. All right. We can all play a guessing game between now and uh, Christmas Eve. We can write down or in our minds or wherever uh, who we think that artist will be, and let's see who's right. We'll uh, we'll reconvene. Uh, Christmas Day to uh, to tick it off. <laughs> Great to catch up. So we're Christmas Eve. It's a simulcast on Vision Australia Radio and, of course, on the uh, Nine Network, and we should thank them for their support. And Amy as well. We'll get a, a, a gratuitous plug in for Amy because they've been wonderful supporters for this. It's going to be great. and I'm sure uh, people will be able to donate on the night and those that are able to go. And as you say, fantastic that uh, after, what, uh, three uh, different uh, – cancellations, if you like. This year, we're back with a live audience. That's going to be mighty as well. Oh, it's going to be marvellous. And, and thanks for the shout-out with the with the sponsors. I mean, Nine is a brilliant partner. They've been doing it for years. Amy are just the best people to work with. They're coming to our Christmas party at Kuyong on Sunday the, the, this, this week, and uh, we just love working with them. And we're very, very grateful for their support. I think it's okay to say this now, Ron. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and all those at Fish Australia. Uh, personally, uh, thank you for your uh, 
tremendous support for me over uh, a number of years. Uh, I, I love doing this, and uh, it's uh, the support that I get from people like you that make it so much more enjoyable. So uh, thank you. Merry Christmas to all, and uh, we'll catch up again very soon. Thanks, Peter. Merry Christmas to you too, and thank you for all your work. Ron Hooten there, the CEO for Vision Australia. Talk about carols coming up Christmas Eve. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Visit varadio.org for more. Vision Australia Radio. Blindness. Low vision. Opportunity.